what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Anime Brothers Podcast. I am host JD the Simple, and I'm here as always with my co-host, Mr. Earthworm the Mighty, and a very hot, sweaty day. How are you doing today? I am alive. I am here. That's all that matters. I am breathing. (laughs) Uh, For now, we'll see. I know we complain about the weather a lot. I feel like we're we're in our 40s already. I don't care. I might as well say it. I'm about to hit 30, so I'm already feeling the stress. I feel that. I feel that. Like I'm sitting on uh I'm sitting on a couple ice packs right now. They're like Oh yeah, right under the ass cheeks. No, I'm they're on my back. But they're like oh. really uncomfortable, but they're also cold. So you You take know, the I hate that whole swamp ass that happens, so I usually put it under my ass so it's nice and cold and then it numbs it so when you sit back on a seat you don't feel the itchy, sweaty feel, you know? That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. I don't know. I use these for like work and lunch and stuff, so maybe the under the ass is just weird for me. I don't know. I don't know. It c- that could be. It's not very sanitary, but at least it's your own ass. True. True. It could be someone else's ass, which, depending on who you are, might be a good thing. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um. So yes, welcome everybody to the uh, Anime Brothers podcast. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you're probably like, "Oh shit! I didn't know this was going to be the topic today." Uh, lately, we've been leaving a little bit of like, uh, "What's to come for the next episode?" If anyone sticks around, but we kind of dropped the ball on this one, and we decided to do a force recommendations episode last minute. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, when it comes to announcing it, we foregore. So we apologize for foregoring. Yep. So the uh, two animes today are Megalobox Season 2, technically. It's called Nomad. Uh, but technically, if you look up Megalobox, it says Season 1 and Season 2. So it's kind of complicated. So if you haven't seen Megalobox 1, you're probably not going to know what goes on in Megalobox 2. And then also, we're going to be doing Odd Taxi today, which is the recommendation from Mr. Earthworm to me. So those will be the two anime topics today we're talking about. And spoilers throughout those. So if you haven't seen them or you want to kind of watch them, uh, bye-bye. We'll see you later on. Yeah, absolutely. And if you've seen one or the other, hopefully, uh, if I do my job right, as always, there will be timestamps for where to skip to. uh, So you can check out the Odd Taxi and or Megalobox review. But yeah, it's cool, man. We're going back to last year. Um, obviously, we do a sort of seasonal every year, so there's there's some things we miss. And uh, both of these anime, we uh, the the each other watched uh, from last year, and we were like, all right, well now it's time. These are some quality shit, so let, let's get on it. Yeah, the funny thing is they both had the same amount of episodes, uh, so it's kind of funny how that matched up. But before I get to that, I know we want to talk about the topics of the anime and whatnot. I got to bring up the business as usual because uh, I'm seeing some results slowly but surely after your last announcement. But if you haven't heard, guys, on Spotify, they have a rating system, and we're trying to get to 100 ratings by March of next year, which will be our three years of the podcast. And we've gone from 69 last episode to 74. So we already got more ratings and they're slowly creeping up. And I'm feeling that Earthworm's going to start dressing up in some cosplay for the first video. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, you know, I'm also strangely excited about it. Um, and I'm also taking <laughs> recommendations in the Discord or uh, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. Just uh, just let me know. What do you want to see me in or what do you not want to see me in? Because the more cursed, the better. I think that's the vibe we're going for around here. Right, right. But listeners, this is the key. We can't make this happen if we don't at least get to 100 ratings. So we only need about 26 more. 26 more ratings. I mean, we'll take more, but if you guys can and you can, please support us. Just give us a rating. It's not too hard. Uh, we'd appreciate it so much. Yeah, no, at the end of the day, uh, me dressing up in silly cosplay is cool and all, but uh, 
you know, helping grow the podcast and you guys showing your support and making us feel happy because of that support. That's what this is really all about. And, you know, me me in ridiculous costumes is, is a side. It's a gift, you know? It's the extra thing you get when you order $5 or more on Amazon or whatever. No, exactly. <laughs> I kind of want to see you in a nice dress. That's all I want to do. I just want to sit across from you while you're wearing a nice dress. It's just going to be great. Yeah, no, and all, all gender cosplays are welcome. I'm, I'm, nothing is off the table as long as no genitalia is showing. Because obviously we're trying to start a YouTube doing this, I guess. And uh, you know, we don't want to go. We don't want to have that kind of Patreon. You know what I mean? No, no, not yet. That's for later. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Sure. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Um. But no. So. Anyway, uh, before we get to the topic, I know we probably, you know, it's hot as balls in our podcast rooms and stuff like that, but uh, is there anything you have done besides the Force recommendations uh, when it comes to anime? I know you've probably been killing it with the Pokemon still. Anything that you want to talk about? Uh, I have been killing it with the Pokemon. I guess I won't talk too much about it because I'm sure if you don't like the Pokemon TCG, the first few minutes of the podcast have been rough the past couple weeks. We're but, on a three-week streak. We're going to see how far it goes. Oh, we're feeling it, bro. We're feeling good. Um, still waiting on some cards in the mail, so that kind of sucks. I got to call the post office. It's been like a month. Uh, but that's beside the point. Uh, no, it's just more more Pokemon cards, man. Uh, Kelly's been getting into it a little bit. Um, I bought her a couple tins with some evolutions, so, you know, that... Mm-hmm. She, she, she follows two rules when it comes to anything, because she's not like a mega Pokemon nerd like I am, but... She follows the rule of cool and the rule of cute. So, uh, yeah, she definitely gets that when it comes to Pokemon. So the evolutions, both cute and cool, she loves them. So that's been fun. But something I did a couple weeks ago that I could have mentioned last week, but fucking spaced my brain. I wob, we, me and my, me and Kelly watched the first Pokemon movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. And uh, let me tell you, I, I don't know if I'd say it's good, but it's amazing. Like, it's the best thing ever. Well, it's, while being it's our like, childhood in a nutshell. I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah, like, I'm not, it d- doesn't deserve an Oscar. But no. also, like, <laughs> I, I was in tears the entire movie. Even times where it wasn't, like, emotional. The f- first fight where, like, uh, Pikachu's beaten up, like, the Dawn fan or whatever. Where that random <laughs> pirate trainer comes up and he's like, You're rash, catch him. I want a Pokemon battle. Um... Yeah, dude, my I was tearing up right there. They're singing the Pokemon theme by like some boy band. It's great, dude. That stupid part where all the Pokemon are beating each other up and that dumbass song that's like Brother, my brother. And it's it's really it's a terrible like it's it's awful. It's such a corny moment. But like I'm choking back tears, like, what are we fighting for, man? Damn. <laughs> It's it's rough, dude. <laughs> but little yes. do they know, all of Pokemon is making other things fight each other. <laughs> yeah, like that's the entirety of Pokemon. It's I guess you know the, uh, I guess the lesson in Pokemon is that consent is key, because uh, you know <laughs> yeah, like the po- these Pokemon didn't want to fight each other, uh, but you know in Pokemon battles there's a sense of pride. It's like a sport, I guess. Uh, yeah, y- you know that's what we tell ourselves as Pokemon trainers. <laughs> So yeah, that's been that 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 went on that emotional roller coaster, and I uh, I started replaying Pokemon Sword. I'm trying my first Nuzlocke, which is so going essentially your your uh, week has been mostly Pokemon. That's what I'm getting. It has been all Pokemon, like all well, besides Megalobox, it has been all Pokemon. And the, the there Megalo, we go. Megalobox is really kind of a 
it's like one of these things that just doesn't belong here type things. That song from Sesame Street or whatever. That's how we're hey, feeling. Well, at least about... it's about battling, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, again, not to like, not to shit on Megalobox or anything. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying here. It's just like you have a bunch of chibi, cute Pokemon, and then there's Gearless Joe standing there all dirty and shit. <laughs> yep, taking painkillers. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's uh, he's going through it, but uh, we'll get into that more later as I drop everything off of my desk. Woo! We're killing it today. But yes, yes, uh, you are. Talk to me about Pokemon, the trading card game. Join the Discord and send me pictures of your dope polls because I want to see them uh, because I want to be hyped with you. All right, all right. I like it. I like it. What have you? Uh, what have I, you been doing? You're you must be doing. I was gonna say I know you don't care what I'm doing because uh, <laughs> it's not the Pokemon, but uh, no, it's I'm I'm doing boring stuff anyway. Uh, uh, play Gears of War once in a while. I think one time or two times I played with you now, just once in a while, this getting together with the boys and playing Gears of War four because I don't play the new one. And the hard mode some is horde. just better. Yeah, it's just it's just all around better. So I've been doing that whenever I have free time, and then uh, in between everything, I've I've been actually kind of going kind of crazy with the One Piece manga. I've actually finished two volumes in I think two and a half three days. That's uh, not bad. I'm all, I I ordered volume uh, thirty seven, so I got that coming right now, and I'm probably gonna start just getting a couple copies ahead of time because I'm going at a pretty good pace right now. Um, so that's the good thing about that. I want to get back on the bleach train, but yeah, we did the force recommendations. I haven't had all the time in the world to watch anime. It's also when it's nice outside and your buddy's like, Hey, you want to go outside? It's like, I can go outside. I can be not lazy for a day. So, <laughs> um, it's hard, but yeah, when it comes to one piece, man, I, I'm actually getting into it. There's like, kind of like, it's not a murder, but like there was an assassination plot in the seventh water city. Um, and of course the straw hat, you know, pirates are pretty much tagged as, oh, they're the ones that did it because they weren't around when this assassination attempt happened. Oh, it turns out one of their crewmates, which you haven't met her yet, but her name is Nico Robin. Uh, she's a part of this group. Um, and basically was told that if you keep her in your group, you know, you're going to get let down and then this shit unfolds. So it's a lot of dramas happening within the pirate crew. That's been kind of really close together and it's kind of disassembling, um, the whole connection with everyone, and I kind of like seeing this a little bit because the one thing, and you know, when it comes to like Luffy and Zolo, a lot, they're really overpowered a lot of times. You never really worry about them like losing a fight per se, but you do worry about the crew kind of breaking apart and then other things like an entire government hating them. It's like a different type of loss that they don't want to suffer because Luffy's not a bad pirate. He's a different type of pirate, so... It's just kind of cool what I'm seeing so far, and uh, I'm glad because it was getting a little slow, and I had to take a break. So the One Piece train is a moving, and I'm sure a lot of people on Discord are liking that. So I'm sure, dude. The world is rejoicing now that you are on the One Piece train, and it is back. You have coal in the engine. It is burning. Woo-hoo. You're ruining the ozone, but who cares? Was that Because was we're that on the One whistle? Piece train. I don't know if that was a good whistle. I tried. You know, you did your best. Yeah, you did your okay. best. That's all that matters. Um, that says it all. I didn't do a good job, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so let's get to this big thing because we got two big anime here. Um, I didn't know which one we were going to talk about first, but we got Odd Taxi. We got Megalobox uh, Season 2, per se. Um, what, what are you feeling? Do you want me to go first? you want to go first? Because you just finished it, like literally just finished it. So I did literally just fresh finish on it. So, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll go first if you want, just to get these uh, immediate thoughts yeah. out of my head, and then we can finish up with Odd Taxi because 
you know, I if, if you listen to our seasonal review from Spring 21, uh, I, I liked Odd Taxi, and I have a lot to say about it, and I couldn't say it right. then because there's some shit, so I'm sure that's going to take kinda a while. You kind of lied to me, too, so I'm going to have to talk I don't, about I that. Hope I hope... I tried not to lie to you, but I tried to say things to like. <laughs> I tried not to not lie to you, meaning you did lie away. to me. <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll we'll get to Odd Taxi afterwards because that's gonna be a that's gonna be a heavy talker. Um, but yes, not uh, not to say that Megalobox is a slouch in itself. So uh, no, yes, well, let's let's mention it real quick. I'm gonna do the quick little synopsis, and then we'll go right into your your first thoughts or what you thought going into a second season, if that sounds good. Okay, that's okay. All right, so once again, this is a studio. Uh, it's uh, TMS Entertainment. They've done a lot of fighting things like Baki and whatnot. I think they did the previous Megalobox. But, uh, and Fruits Basket. We... <laughs> yeah, and Fruits Basket. That's Which a big one. Which is the best fighting anime. So if you guys don't know already and you decide to listen to this review, Megalobox is an advanced form of boxing where competitors wear metal frames around them called gears. And when the first ever uh, Megalonia tournament took place, Gearless Joe became its champion and was known as this legendary fighter. However, soon after, he lost an exhibition match against the second champion and he vanished from the public eye. Seven years later, Joe now goes by Nomad and keeps a low profile, occasionally fighting in a few underground matches to get by. He is haunted by hallucinations and relies on a set of painkillers to numb his mind. During a match, Joe wins against an opponent called Chief, who purposely loses for some extra cash from gamblers. Joe discovers that Chief is from a community of immigrants called Casa. Chief is gradually... Uh, gradually trying to make enough money to purchase the land where they live illegally. At first, Joe hesitates to get involved, but eventually decides to lend Casa a helping hand. So, yes, that's pretty much the pretty opening segments of that. So going into this, I remember telling you that, to me, Megalobox didn't need another story, but somehow watching it, I was totally fine with it because of what they went with from the first season to this one with a little bit more, um, I don't know, realism, some really dark shit going on. What was your feeling or what did you think going into this? Like expecting, like, I don't, I don't think they should have kept it going or what? Well, so when I had originally heard about the second season of Megalobox, that was before we had even watched it. So I had no feelings right, when right. it dropped initially. When I had finished the first season, uh, I definitely think it could have been a, a standalone 13 episode. We we came, we saw, we kicked ass, and we left. Um, and we left. <laughs> I think I'm kind of with you where it's like, does it need a second season? I don't think so. I don't think it, uh, right. I don't think this. But it told a completely like new story that it's like, well, shit. It's not like you were just doing the same old thing. It actually was a lot different in the outcome and everything. So I kind of was like, you know what? I'm not hating on it. That's it's kind of felt. like, let's put it, I feel this way, how I feel about the Rocky movies. I think after Rocky 2, um, you could, you could, honestly, we, we could have ended it with Rocky 1 and had it been like an a all-time great movie. But as a fan of the franchise, I am happy that we have Rocky 2 and 3 and 4. Like, I love watching him beat up the Russian guy. Fucking the fact that Mr. <laughs> T was uh, was a goddamn antagonist for a whole movie. That's that's prime. I love that. So I kind of I, I kind of liken it to that, where it's like, yeah, Megalobox could have ended, but there's enough going on in this world, and they felt like Joe was an interesting character to, to, to where they could tell more stories. So it's like, you know, as far as a creator goes, like, 
I feel like Megalobox is very much a passion project at being kind of the modern retelling of Ashina no Joe, a, a very classic anime, um, mm-hmm. a very influential anime on the boxing, not just like sports and boxing anime, but but anime in general. So, yeah, I feel like this is a heavy passion project. So, like, the fact that the creator felt like there was more story to tell, like, yeah, all, all the more power to him. You didn't do an absolute flop with Megalobox Part 1. Let's see what else you got. Yeah, and like you were talking about, like, um, Joe's an interesting character, but what they kind of did is they finally developed some of these characters that were little kids, like Sachio, if you remember the group, and now they're a lot older, seven years later, and it's kind of going through the teenage phase, and a lot of shit has changed. It's kind of like you kind of see a little bit of development with the other characters as well that you remember. Yeah, I did appreciate how they, like, adulted the the kids and gave them kind of their own their own agency, their own stories, their own feelings and thoughts and wills. and Because, you know, anime, most of the time, unless it's a Katara Lives Alone situation, the kids are generally just kids. Like, Sachio got a fair amount of, like, fleshing out in the first season, but that's because he was part of, like, the main group. I didn't remember any of the other kids. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful for the flashbacks because it definitely helped me place them in the group. But if you would have quizzed me before I started watching season two... No, I wouldn't have remembered any right. any of these other kids. So it was nice to see the show take characters that it already had and kind of flesh them out and then add a few new characters along the way. I mean, we we talked about it a lot in our, our uh, sort of seasonals, the pa- the past ones we did, because there was a lot of like high school romance anime and that they're synonymous for, for a new character every three episodes and they're going to be super important until they're not. So I guess mm-hmm. it was refreshing. To see that it was like, nah, we got characters already and we're going to flesh them out. And the ones we add in, we're either going to kind of just add them in for flair for other characters. Or they're going to be, like, very important to the story. And, like, like the um, uh, Chief. The, I'm, I guess, the Spanish dude. Chief. I don't, yeah, I don't Chief know what. Chief and Marla. It's like, I, I keep thinking of, like, that Family Guy sketch. I don't remember what it was from, but he's like, and uh, she was some sort of Spanish. <laughs> so I keep thinking about that because I think that's what it like. Obviously, Mikasa Sukasa, that is fucking Spanish. But it, it, I don't know. Probably it was supposed to be an analogy of like America and Mexico with the whole immigration thing. Yeah, still an apocalyptic world, but it's kind of like they opened it up a little bit. Like you get to see more of how the world is, where they're still got you know illegal immigrants, but all they're trying to do is buy their land. You know. Yeah, but one correction: that's just Texas. That's just like how Texas is. I was just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say what? <laughs> I'm sorry to anybody who lives in Texas and has someone's pride listening for right their now. State. Is like that's a goddamn lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, definitely some sort. Of, I mean, it's never explicitly stated, but as far as I know, Japan doesn't have a crazy immigration problem, especially not with um, Spanish-speaking people. So no. I am assuming yeah, this is that- definitely yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to look into the creator and see if he has, like, if he's solely Japanese or if he has other uh, ethnicities, but I didn't. So, who knows? Maybe he just looks at us and he's like, wow, that America's pretty fucked. Let's write a story about it. <laughs> yeah, anyway. and I kind of liked it because um, we could touch on Chief and uh, Marla, which is very fine, by the way. I love her. Um I watched the dub of this, and because they used the actual accents and probably people from that I heritage, also watched the I, dub. Yep. I liked it a lot more, actually, because of that. Because certain things, like, now that I know that, like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going on a tangent, but, like, Vinland no, Saga has now got a dub, and they can do all the accents, a Wales accent and Irish accents and whatnot. 
I feel like I would, I would enjoy that more, even though I love the guy who voices Ascalad. It's like when you got like an obviously a different side of the country type of world, and you can get actors that have that accent. It feels more um, real, and that's what I kind of wanted. So Chief and Marla, I just like the community and Joe being accepted into it. Uh, I I don't know. I kind of felt really bad and. Um, I like Chief, and it's unfortunate. I mean, spoilers alert, he just dies all of a sudden. Um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't know. How did you feel about um, that whole, like, little four-episode, uh, like, prequel, I call it, to this whole season two thing? So, I-, I liked it, but my overall feelings kind of go towards some overall feelings towards the show. So, I guess we'll get into this mm. now since you've opened the floodgates. Open so, them up, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I, I liked watching, I mean... It was kind of generic as far as like Joe's drug use in the beginning. It was like he's on drugs and because unfortunately I have a history with with people who have an have an opioid addiction. I picked up on it quick. I don't know that somebody who hasn't experienced that or by osmosis experienced it. I don't know that they would be like, yes, he's definitely on some sort of painkiller. Um, I wish they would have made that a little bit more about um his pain from being a boxer, but it seemed to be strictly emotional. Anyway, I'm, I'm getting kind of off topic, but I, I liked all that beginning seeing Joe kind of become a mentor uh, to this guy. And I, I thought the whole season was going to be this guy kind of doing this Megalobox tournament and working his way up the ladder and, and kind of pulling a Joe 2.0 yeah because if you think about corner. it chief chief was doing exactly what joe was doing at the first season and try you know throwing fights and whatnot in a way so it's like all of a sudden joe sees this and it was just crazy yeah but then like you said they cut it short like the the megalobox tournament was like a three fight tournament um chief wins it easily or not super easily that white supremacist guy i'm pretty sure that was his angle at the end kind of gave him some trouble but yeah, I mean, he pretty much walks away with it, and then just because of accrued damage and and shit, he passes away in the middle of the night, and that's the end of that story arc. So that gets me to my, I guess, I guess you can consider it a problem. I guess a problem for me. This show felt kind of aimless. Like it didn't. It had a bunch of stuff it wanted to tell. It had a bunch of different stories it wanted to tell, and it almost felt like they don't that nobody in the production office is co- like confident that they're going to get a season two, or I, I guess it's a season three at this point, but nobody's confident oh, they're going to be able to put more. I, co- I think it's done after season two, but that's my opinion. Yeah, I think so too. But like, I, what I, I guess what I'm getting at is if, if they could have given it another season, we could have had an entire season of the chief arc. You know what I mean? We could have had 12 to 13 episodes of watching Chief do his thing and watch Joe grow from that, and then he's a much more impactful character. He he Joe has like this other family, which he kind of still does, but it, it feels almost sort of online-ish, where it's like, hey, I met these people, they died because I fucked up, and now that's gonna haunt me for the rest of my life. But for us the audience, we're like, dude, you we saw like twenty minutes of screen time for those people. Who the fuck cares? That's kind of the vibe this is giving off. And then, like, going on, we had the quick story, the kind of pseudo-arc about Yuri's, um, 
about Yuri's protege, which was cool. But that ended up just being kind of a, an opener to the Mac arc, is what I'll call it. And again, I would have loved to see Mac's story if you would have gone like Joe ends up being a complete side character, perhaps even more of a cameo in the second season, and you would have started it off with all of Mac's story. I think I would have been more invested because it would have felt like it would have felt like it's really paying homage to the um to Ashita no Joe. Because like Megalobox is a modern retelling and it takes the style and the flair and kind of the vibe of Ashita no Joe, but it doesn't redo Ashita no Joe. It doesn't redo the anime from the 70s. It's kind of like this is it's a fucking in spirit. I love this anime and we're going to, to not try to recreate it, but kind of make a, I don't know. There's a word I'm searching for and I cannot think of it, but it's a real, like, well, it's think, interesting that you say you want like a different story for this season. That's kind of how, like, I'm going to touch on things in the future. But to me, it is about gearless Joe. I mean, it's, it's the second season in my opinion, because it's a it's a different way of seeing Joe. Like you know, he went and rose all the way to the top, and now you see him all the way down bad. And I kind of was glad to follow that. I see what you mean by Mac, but also that's not what my mindset was going for. I see what you're complaining about in a way that you kind of didn't need to see any more about Joe so much. But I uh, I don't know. That's just different. Uh, that's definitely a different way to take it. Yeah, it, like it just felt like there was a lot of like again, it's not that I wanted to see a different story told cuz I like the stories that were being told. I just felt like they were too crunched together. You know what I mean? It's like during the editing process of like a YouTuber's video, you you have to cut it down to a certain amount of time like you're looking to get it to 15 minutes so you might cut out an entire segment. Well, I want to see that extra segment. I want to see like I would like I would have liked to have more time at Mikasa or Casa or whatever it was called. I would have liked to have like a whole season of that or or not do it at all. I think it was kind of like not a little annoying that they, they put it in there, I guess. And then it's like, all right, this is over, but Joe's still going on and he's continuing. And like you said, I understand this is the, about uh, about Gearless Joe, but it could have still been about him learning how to like coach and learning how to uh, kind of like a gut situation where it's like you learn how to love again with new people and then you go back to your old people that that's kind of what he could have done. He could have learned how to how to have a family again with this Casa, which I guess he did. But again, you could have had more of it. You could have had more bonding and character growth and more fights with uh, with mm. Chief and and uh, honestly, you know, more boxing. That's why we're all here. That would have been well, wonderful. This, uh, this sounds like a timing issue because it's 13 episodes, that's, like you said. You wanted really more time with the family. Yeah, because I know it wasn't... I didn't get as big of a like family vibe as like probably a whole 12 episodes would have been like. But I think from what I'm seeing is... You know, Joe spent time. He started losing himself for seven years. He's been, you know, doing drugs, taking fights, just pretty much taking L's, taking a beating because he feels like he deserves it. Because spoilers again, but you find out that he had lost his mentor, Nambu, who we all loved from the first season. He pretty much was dying of, I believe it was cancer. Um, Probably I don't some remember. terminal disease. I don't think it ever specified. And everybody just copes different, and it was the one person that brought him from nothing, and he lost all that feeling. He lost his basically will to have that family he did, and when he finally met Chief, who was like him, finally listened to his story about Chief's son, who died when they were trying to make it to America and all this other stuff, he realized he had a family— 
this is a really powerful family here at the Casa. I got to go back to where it all started to get my family back. And it's like a rebuilding stage. And once again, it's like you don't need it. If you would have ended on season one, you would have thought everything was great. But instead, it retells you the story going, oh, you thought Joe had it great? It's It's gone to shit because life doesn't do that for you. So I don't know. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but that's why I think it did a good message about family and rebuilding and, and coming back from being as low as you can get. So Oh, I agree, I agree uh, with that. Like, don't get me wrong. It's... I didn't dislike it. I, I thought um, I thought it was at least as quality as the first season. I guess it's just one complaint. I felt like it didn't. It was misguided. It didn't. The, the series didn't know what it wanted to do in the thirteen episodes, right. so it chose to do it all instead of picking one thing and hoping for a third season. I will um, say the whole organization thing where they're like they're trying to sell to the military, the corporations or whatever. Uh, I forgot her name. I think she was in the first season too. What was that girl's name? I don't know. Uh, I know who you're talking about. She Yukiko. Was, uh, yeah. Yukiko. Probably she's the um, she was the corporate lady with the uh, with like the blue black yeah. hair. She had a relationship course, with Yuri. Yeah, and that was a big thing at the time. But even back then, I was kind of like, oh yeah, of course, military, government have to get involved because they want to militarize the the gears and all that. So, but to me, that's not what I liked. I liked the more to the ground type of story of boxing and a guy just trying to get through life, but it's there. And I'd say they do a lot of that in season two as well. And I didn't, I didn't much enjoy that either. So I can see what you mean by a lot of stories going around. So, yeah, I like to summarize my feelings in a way that you'll definitely understand because they're your feelings from another anime, but um, it's really the way you feel about Redline. It really is, I'm thinking about it, and everything I'm saying is what you're saying about Redline. They added too much (laughs) story-wise, you know what I mean? And it's like if it would have been a series, 12 episodes for Redline, you would have been like, all right, now we can flesh out this mob stuff and and more of these characters, but instead they had to crunch it all in. That's tough because you're comparing a movie to a series, yeah, and I feel you with the too many things but that's why it's like of course i'm gonna be like it was too rushed because in two hours you can't cram that much shit in a movie sure. to me for redline you know and but then i'm on the other side like i give it a pass because it's a movie so but e- either way that's just kind of how i'm feeling about megalobox season two it's just like it's kind right. of all over the place but i do agree with you and this is what megalobox does well and we said it about the first season um it, it does the character drama it's a character story it to, to I mean, you you said it exactly, but it, the way death affects people, this anime did a wonderful job of of showing that it's like it it doesn't hit everybody the same way, and it can really tear people apart. And then on the flip side, you have communities like Casa who are so close and so tight knit, and they're open with each yeah. other. And then Chief they dies. lost Chief, and then the, and they're all like still together and going like we're gonna remember him and like taking it positively. And I'm like Jesus, so. Yeah, it's so just with, different. With the emotional themes that Megalobox is trying to get across, it always does it, and it always does it well. Um, my complaints were strictly about the the plot and the storytelling. But again, you could Megalobox is here to tell the story about Joe, and it's using the plot to to tell Joe's story. So it's re- and again, it doesn't ruin the show for me. But it it is what it is. But yeah, like the those those character moments are what. If you love Megalobox, I feel like that's what you love the most about Megalobox is those mm-hmm. character moments, the interactions between Joe, Sachio, Nanbu, especially, I mean, it was 
bonding in the first season here it's that it's that kind of rebuilding stage as you mentioned yeah earlier. like Sachio hates joe for the longest time and never doesn't want to accept him um basically Sachio is trying to do fights himself underground fights but he's just not good at it he's better at you know an engineer building the gear and stuff he's not good at fighting um and it was just that was something interesting i don't want to talk about everything in the story obviously but um, before I ask some other questions real quick, but it's like the ending of the whole entire bout, which is Mac versus Joe, um, and eventually Sachio and all them work out their differences and all that stuff. And he was talking to Joe, Sachio, I'm talking about, said that I want you to, you know, if you know when to call it, you know, you call it. Because uh, Joe was having his last fight, essentially, and Joe lost. And I don't know, seeing him lose instead of win and yet still at the end being proud of what he did and being with his family again, I felt like that was the perfect ending of a story. And it's once again, it doesn't mean you have to win to be a good ending. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wish. I mean, you I, wanted him to win. <laughs> not even that. I just I wish the fight would have ended like not by throwing in the towel. You know what I mean? And I get it. It was, again, Joe. It was the symbol of like, you know, we're choosing our family and our health and we need Joe here yeah. for the long term over the competition. And and it's like it was brought up a lot, but it's that like fighting spirit that Joe has, that fire, how Nambu puts it. He's worried he's going to lose that fire in his eyes. Well, Joe, I, I think at the end it was trying to say that Joe took that fire in his eyes and he took it from boxing and he was able to finally apply it to the people that he loves in his life. Very... Very reminiscent yeah. of like Yu Yu Hakusho, where it's like Yusuke is Gives always up, yeah. He, he tries eventually finds out like what he's truly fighting for, and it's surprise, it's his friends and family and the people he met along <gasps> the way. No way. No <laughs> way. So yeah, very similar to that. But as a boxing fan, and you know, I say shit about Ipo, and I love Ipo, but it's <laughs> as a boxing fan and like a martial arts fan, I like watching people. You're so punch upset each that other. he threw. A f yeah, I'm like, ah oh, man, Joe could have won that, you know. But I get it. Sachio sees him doing his old shit, like taking a punch to give a punch, and it's like, you know what? That's not smart fighting. That's not how you. La That's not how you have a long career. You know what I mean? Yeah, taking all the hits that you've been taking. Yeah, so I get it. Um, again, it was just anticlimactic, but. Yeah, I've I I understand why if if you're very invested in Joe and shit, it's it's very sweet, very wholesome. Um, so before we wrap this up to your final thoughts and all that, we of course got to talk about it. is not as much uh, fighting, but it is a little. Um, did you enjoy the fights this go around? About the same? Did you like anything like the animation wise? Did you see some things that you really liked about it or some negatives? Um, I don't know if it was just my fucking tv but um there were some animation spots where it's just the line work looked kind of like kind of scratchy but right. and again i don't know that might just be my tv not being able to to render it obviously i don't have that that sexy 4k bullshit so maybe that was just <laughs> me noticing my shitty tv maybe it was a little bit of uh the in-between artist just didn't quite put the time into it i don't know but uh, mm -hmm. that and then like the fights were honestly pretty lackluster because you know this this leaned heavily into the character drama rather than it's about boxing the you boxing know? yeah we, we didn't really watch anybody like climb the rankings you know as you do in most boxing anime as you did in megalobox season one it's it's not why we were here it was just joe going around messing around with people learning shit from different people and having a fun exhibition fight every now and then for for 
respect and kudos and legacy. So that was right. cool, but I, I would have enjoyed more fighting for sure if I had to give season one or two the crown of, of anime boxing fights. I'd have to give it to season one for sure. No, I get that. I get it completely. So other than that, I was going to say, I really don't have too many questions about it. I just wanted to know what your uh, overall thoughts were. It seems like you, you know, you kind of went through like what I was going through. Of course, I got hit a little bit more with the, I like Joe as a character. So I was down for this whole retelling of a, of the story. And uh, of course, having some despair in there uh, with Nambu and stuff like that. And, uh, the ending of Sachio, you know, finally becoming, he's like, I'm going to go become a, you know, an engineer uh, and do what he's good at. I don't know. It just seemed like we're starting a new story. Sachio gets to be reborn and Joe's the father of this family. So all in all good for me, but I would like to hear your final thoughts on Megalobox season two. Yeah. I mean, I think I talked about um, most of the things I want to say, but just to summarize, like as always, Megalobox goes into the character drama pretty heavy. It, uh, it tells a wonderful story. It's They're all interesting characters. They're all very human characters. And that's something I appreciate in, uh, in a medium that can be full of bland protagonist and, and power fantasy, big dick fucking people, and, and uh, just a bunch of unrealistic bullshit. I appreciate shows like Megalobox and characters like Joe. That being said, though, I did... I, I was very upset with the aimlessness of the plot. I... I especially with the boxing anime like rankings are a big thing for me that's the big thing a big reason why i like mixed martial arts it's just something about watching people climb the rankings you see the guy beat five people in a row and you watch his number get smaller and smaller and it's it's what we're right i mean it's kind of special for me so that was upsetting that there wasn't more of that again even if it's not joe climbing the rankings would have liked to see Chief. Um, it's like the worst pick after you've been watching a lot of boxing anime. You're like, I, this is the real boxing right here. Yeah, no, it's really, it's not a bad anime. Uh, don't get me wrong. I just, I wish that whoever doesn't have, because there's somebody out there, whether it be a, a big wig in a production studio or, or be it even the creator of Megalobox, but there's somebody out there that I feel like doesn't have faith that they could, that they're going to get the funding probably or that they could pull off more megalobox that this could end up being a 50 plus episode anime and if they if they could play it like it was going to go on for that long like to right. it was like big, following Sachio now or something I don't know like if this was made between 1999 and 2006 and was going to get a guaranteed 97 episode run megalobox I think could benefit from that because uh, there was a lot of interesting stories that I wanted to get more in depth with. Again, even the crazy military stuff and the corporate stuff, I was interested in. But because there were so many different layers going on, I didn't have time to really divert my focus to that. Now, again, give me another 12 episodes, and if I don't have to worry about Chief at all in this one season, that changes. So... At the end of the day, I think I'm going to give this the same rating that I gave the first season, a 7, which I have, I think I gave it the first season initially an 8, but I've dropped it down to a 7 after some recency bias has worn off. So, uh. again, just solid, pretty good quality anime. Um, It's really good. It, it just This is one of those ones that's really going to hinge on whether or not you kind of fall in love with the character or not. At least that's how I see it. 
And uh, yeah, se- seven is a good rating. That's how it is. It's called good. And I'm steady like you. Megalobox one and two, I gave it an eight because I I'm I like it a little bit more. I'm more involved, but uh, I see all the flaws that you're talking about heavily. I do. It's just because I'm so more invested with some of the characters that I enjoyed it a little bit more. Sure, and even the flaws I'm talking about could be considered nitpicks to some people. So I I understand. But yeah, Megalobox Nomad season two. We are going with a 7 overall. It is a good anime, and if you like boxing or if you like Season 1, go check it out. All right, fair enough. So we are on to the next one. The Force Recommendations for me, Odd Taxi. Um, I will read the synopsis real quick. This is also done by Studio OLM and PICS with uh, the dots in between all of them. So I have no idea. I've seen OLM. um, They have done, so they do Comey. Did they do uh, Kataro Lives Alone too? I'm, they I'm getting might like have. flashes of that. I don't it remember. Definitely, I don't know. It definitely kind of gave me some of that vibes with uh, with this animation. But anyway, uh, I will read the synopsis. Here we go. Eccentric and blunt, the walrus Odakawa lives a relatively normal life. He drives a taxi for a living, and there he meets several unique individuals. The jobless uh, Kabasawa, who is a dead set on going viral. The mysterious nurse uh, uh, Shirakawa the struggling comedic duo of homo sapiens, and Dobu, a well-known delinquent. But Otakawa's simple way of life is about to be turned upside down. The case of a missing girl the police have been tracking leads back to him, and now both the Yakuza and the duo of corrupt cops are on his tail. Set in a strangely familiar city filled with unusual individuals, Odd Taxi is a bizarre story about a humble taxi driver and the mystery of a lost high schooler. Hell yeah, so Uh, now I ask the questions. You have the, the question asker. Uh, how did you feel uh, first? I guess how did you feel when you first heard about Odd Taxi? Because I had really talked about it a lot, and then like yes. as you're going in and starting to watch it, did those feelings <laughs> continue, or did it completely change the way you felt about it? So I'm gonna go in honest. I'm gonna really go in honest. Yeah, because hit me. This is really well received. I'm not gonna lie, and I could see why. Um. Uh, also, a lot of people on our Discord, you talked it up quite a bitch. Uh, not a bitch, a bunch. Talked it up a bunch. Uh-huh. Sorry about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but essentially, what I, I also heard a lot of was that it's going to have a lot of uh, Quentin Tarantino feels. It's very dialogue-driven, so you're going to feel right at home, blah, blah, blah. So I came with the—I kind of like probably over-hyped it for myself. Like, all right— it's it's got animals in it, and I'm I'm not the biggest fan of animals. I'm supposed to take it kind of seriously, so uh, I'm like, it has to be really good if people are loving the shit out of this, right? You know, because they're saying it's like Quentin Tarantino. It's called Odd Taxi. It looks weird, but it's probably doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Uh, as I watched it, it really kind of didn't vibe with me for a very long time. It took a very long time for me to get into this anime, longer than the three episode mark. I will tell you that. Okay. All right. How um, how about how long? What? So obviously we're about, going spoilers here. What was the moment right. that kind of changed your mind and where you were hooked or as close to hooked as you were gonna get? See, even though I did currently watch this, it 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 was um there was a lot of overlapping characters. Of course, they all had to delve into their own story points to also make it come together to where Odakawa is the centerpiece to this whole thing. So I'd say I was getting lost in a lot of the back and forth and all the dialogue and Otakawa meeting with people. 
And I think it really didn't really stick with me until I started noticing, which I can't pinpoint when the episode was, when you started realizing that the uh, idol girls, or they're, they're shown as cats, but basically these idol girls were kind of into this kind of developing um, thing where it seemed like uh, the manager was into some uh, shady business, if I could say that. Uh, like he was he was asking for like video cam from Arakawa and the cops had already asked for that like, I don't know, many episodes ago. So it started to be like, okay, so now the pieces are coming together to where even the idol girls or the manager dealing with the idol girls have something to do with the missing girl. And so it took almost, I think that was like episode eight. Um, it took a very long time to get, and that's where I finally was like, okay, I can see where all the threads are coming together. But uh, a lot of that other stuff in the middle, there were some great stories with uh, your boy that you told me about where he tried to get this uh, special eraser. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. He his is name. my favorite story. Uh, Hajime, it says here, but I call him Angry Cat Boy because he's okay. a cat. Yep. No, he is um, also my favorite like character story in Odd Taxi by far. Can I just say maybe what's getting me upsetting because they introduce a lot of characters. They introduce this like hippo kid that wants to like go viral, blah, blah, blah. And I like how they're trying to give everyone a backstory. But what I think they lost me is they didn't give enough. Once again, we're getting to a point where I'm saying I would love more than 13 episodes because we almost spent a whole entire episode with that angry cat trying to get this eraser. And I'm not going to lie to you. That was like one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, I was, it was so deep. Inv- That is, if that's, you want to talk about Quentin Tarantino, that is Pulp Fiction or any type of his stuff where he invests into one character to bring you up to speed to like why he is the way he is. And then boom, he's now involved in the story. Perfect. But then everyone else is like not really fleshed on. You just know they have the common trope. Okay. He's the one that's trying to get attention online. Okay. These are two podcast guys that are having a hard time getting through the podcast together. Cause one's getting more popular. The other isn't that's it. Like they're very simplistic. The only well thought out one to me was the angry cat for side characters. Yeah. I'd say that like, much like the Quentin Tarantino-esque filmmakers of the world, that uh, all of the almost all of the character development was generally fleshed out through dialogue with other characters and how you would learn about right. another character. Like that's I think that's why we as anime fans really appreciated um, Angry Catboy was because it had an entire episode yes. of a in a monologue over the entire thing and it sat us back and when over this the this boy is about to put a hundred thousand yen on his dad's credit card i said out loud boy don't you do it don't you do it and he did it and it's a little kid that just wants to be popular with all his kids because this one guy is showing it's like i'm already invested in one episode with this character and i can feel why he did it but i was like you did the stupidest thing ever yep and then we go back to the story of Odd Taxi, and except for a couple characters, I just wasn't feeling like their stories as much because they're more of like surface level for me. Sure. After you have that good of a story told, told, and you go to the rest of them, I, 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 I can't, well, you got to bring me back to that. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You started too early, and then you just dropped it. So I feel that. I think that's why he's so special to us, though, because all the other characters, like everything that you learn about Odagawa isn't from like a backstory or like a a monologue it's from him talking to other characters or other characters talking about him like that's so i guess yeah full spoilers um obviously spoilers here we go so they're not all animals 
Like, it's just the way Odegawa sees them. And, like, the first time that I picked up on that was when the gorilla doctor, um, Dr. Goki or Groki or whatever the fuck. Talked about his head injury? Yeah, yes. And then, you know, head injuries can cause people to do any sort of crazy things. The brain is a wild place, my people. So, yeah, that's when I started to kind of catch on to that. But I can see, like, again, we talk about it and why we watch dubs. If you fucking look down to eat your yogurt for a minute and then you look up, you could have missed that part and missed a very big, like, foreshadow of why everybody in this universe is an animal, but only one guy seems to acknowledge it. Yeah, and the the crazy thing about this... Uh, and I was saying, I think that's what gave me a negative or what hurt the show for me. And I know some people who love this are probably gonna be like, no, that's what made it great. I, I read a lot of the comments uh, when I was watching on Crunchyroll is that I didn't like them being animals. I get the point now that they're not really animals and what's going on. Okay, so you want to make it so every time Otakawa sees them, he sees animals. Well, in my opinion, I would have liked to see everyone else not look like animals when he's not around. And you kind of like have to more deal with Otakawa finding out like he's the only one seeing this. I get it kind of makes it so, oh, look, this is what he looked like. This is what she looked like, really. I get that's probably cool at the last episode that happens. But to me, because this is trying to be a serious like drama and a murder mystery, I'm watching a bunch of animals talk to each other in a rather not biggest budget animation type of style. I, I just couldn't, I guess get myself with we just recently talked about you need to get yourself in the anime you got to feel the story you got to be in the moment kind of like we did with the angry cat person i i was kind of not able to fully dive in because i'm seeing a walrus in a cab talking to a monkey and then a monkey talking to a sheep and yet i'm somehow thinking this is probably not really animals so you know what i mean i'm like kind of it was taking me out of it i was thinking too much about how like why is this about animals why don't we just make them look like humans so yeah I understand what you're saying, and that's, like you said, that's one of those things that you're either going to love about the anime, or it's going to not be your favorite thing. Yeah, Um, it wasn't my favorite, for sure. I, I, on the other hand, I enjoyed it just because, like, it it opened up some very, very unique and creative character designs, which I am always a fan of. And I think, at least for me, like, that was one of the mysteries of this. Like, yeah, the big mystery was who killed this idol girl or this fucking which really fucked me up by the way that that was a good yeah that was good at the end (laughs) yeah the the reveal at the end was crazy and i think we'll save that little tidbit to the end so we can get all our thoughts out together but um yeah i i thought like the mystery and i don't know i felt like a little smarty pants by figuring it out early um and i don't know that always makes me happy when i'm watching a mystery if i can figure it out before like the rest of the characters do but I, I thought that added, I think it added enjoyment for me personally, but I, I do understand why you, it's it's like the yeah, classic, and... you know, like the Cars movie, like did they all need to be Cars or could we have just had a, <laughs> a movie about a race car driver? It, it right. adds a lot of weird complications when they're all Cars. And I'm I'm trying not to be completely negative of it because like by the end, um, which I'm going to have this weird take on this whole end of the, the show thing that really screws up my rating but anyway <clears throat> my thing about this whole is and i got to bring up tarantino s because that was used a lot and i have to defend why i don't think this is fully tarantino s sure of a show 
And it's not that you have to be edgy to be Tarantino, but this was a little tame to be Tarantino, if that yeah. makes any sense. Like, no, you're right. There's like one or two cusses, and I'm not saying you have to cuss to be it helps, edgy, it, but it does. And it's like, I'm not going to lie. There was some conversations where you're meant to think, oh, this is going to be a big dialogue moment where it's it's got to sell the scene where two people are like working out like Otakawa and, and Dobu have to like work out the strategy of Dobu's like, are you going to work for me? And then Otakawa is just acting like it. And you're supposed to be invested. But the way they talk, it's just maybe it was the dubbing. I didn't feel it sometimes. I felt like the way they were delivering these lines and doing it, it felt stale. It felt very, very stale, and so I'm like, you, no, this isn't this isn't the flair that I expect from a so Tarantino. You, you did watch the film. dub, yes. Okay, maybe, maybe that's the well. Issue. Here's my thing, like you just said, I had. If you look down for one minute, sure. I could have missed so much. Yes, this is a yes. lot of dialogue in here. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm and just, I felt like even in dub, I couldn't even pick up everything because a lot of it felt like stale, pointless conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I can't. I can't argue because in the in the sub, it also feels like stale, pointless conversation. I just think maybe it's, it was a voice acting thing. But going back yeah. to what you said about it not being fully Quentin Tarantino, I one hundred percent agree. My problem, though, and I think most people's problem, is that's the closest we can find to like talk right. about the yeah. vibe of this anime. It's like okay, so maybe we should start saying minus the blood, tits, gore, and cussing. Um, it's yeah, like but... Quentin Tarantino, uh, because that's like, I don't, I don't know. He's the closest filmmaker that I can think of that's doing anything close to like what Odd Taxi did. Yeah, I, I guess that's, I, it's hard not to use it and I get it and it helps like, oh, you like this, so you should probably like this. But my thing is, is don't oversell it. That's all I'm asking as a fan of Tarantino that, cause I went into it like, oh, you want me to watch Odd Taxi? I'm fine with that. I'm expecting to have some some thrills even though it's you know um a an animal show from the looks of it it's like i think i should get down with this and i don't know it could not be all of the dialogue because there was moments like i said the angry cat i was involved in that whole entire episode thoroughly and then by the end of the show when you find out more about otakawa and his past and then everything coming together i was invested then which was like the last two three episodes so they have good moments, but I think what also just took me out, if I can get onto it, is the animation. Um, it like when you see the cab and how CGI'd it looks, and then they have like a little car chase. And I know this is just picking and picking, but it's kind of like what you were just talking about how I'm nitpicking. Yeah, for yeah, Megalobox. I get you. It, It's just it was so it just looks so cartoony, and yet we're supposed to take this seriously. That's what I mean. They're just so back and forth. for me, as my, this is all my opinion. It just. I wasn't vibing like inside the car was so crayony, like drawn and scribbled. And then you have these really solid lined characters. It just didn't mesh with me. It's like it made my mind all melted. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, I get I, I get you, man. And like it, it definitely like the car chases and the CGI. Like it wasn't a a plus, you know, it's not uh, <laughs> it's not a Kira or some bullshit like that. But Maybe I was just willing to overlook it because I was definitely, when I turned on on Taxi, I was curious and I was like, let's check it out. I want to see what's going on. I had heard some wild things, uh, but I was definitely hooked early. So I probably overlooked and like all these flaws that you're talking about, I, I right. feel like I thoroughly overlooked them and was just hooked on like the mystery of, of Odd Taxi and like, oh, what's going to happen? Oh, what's going on with Cat Guy? Oh, he's got a gun now. Oh, jeez. So I was oh, hooked. Oh, jeez. And I can understand how if you weren't, like, immediately hooked by the mystery, 
how you could start seeing some of these problems. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that's what I mean. I seem like I'm going on the tangents about the negatives. It's just the obvious things that are pointed out. I'm listening to a dub that once in a while I could catch like, ah, that wasn't delivered well. I'm watching an animation that to me caught me off guard. They're all animals, so I already don't really watch a lot of animal type shows. So it was really hard for me to connect. But the fact that this was written, I think this is all originally written by a guy and this was his first original story and was able to tell a story with animals to, to deliver such a, uh, success that it has is obviously doing something right, and I'm just <laughs> griping on it. But that's truly how I uh, felt about it, you know? Yeah, and I guess one more defense to the animals and it, is it wasn't just this, like, one interesting thing for character design is they were able to fit it into the actual story as the fact that that's how Odagawa was able to like pinpoint people at a Yeah, picture. he was seeing all the animals at the zoo. He spent so much time there and he felt more comfortable around animals. Yeah. Um but like you he know could what see got somebody me, once and then if he saw them again, he would remember them because instead of looking like a person, they looked like a fucking squirrel or something and that's much more distinguishable. He had like a yes. photogenic memory for for people. And I'm going to tell you my theory early on that, so obviously I didn't call it. I knew eventually by the end, because they're like really trying to tell you it about his brain injury. I thought he was the serial killer. I thought he was someone going around thinking that he is just, he was like, Dobu's a horrible person, so I'm going to try to teach him a lesson and, and protect my friends. But also, since he has a brain injury... He had kidnapped the high school girl. She was dead in his room because he was talking to his, you know, the other side of the room. Yeah. Say, you can leave whenever you want. So I thought, oh, he probably his brain. He thinks she's alive, but she's dead in there. And I was going all over the place like, you know, that would be a big turn of events. And then it turned out that it was nothing like that. And I kind of liked that I wasn't able to call it, you know. And I think um, the show, <laughs> without a doubt, the show was trying to make you think in the back of your head, Odegawa might be the murderer because for the exact same reasons that you did, I thought the same thing. I was like, I hope he's not, but fuck, he might be. Well, I saw everyone voting for him to be like the goodest boy in Crunchyroll Awards. I'm like, okay, they could be doing a joke like Aaron Yeager, or it could be he is a good boy. So when I'm watching this, I'm like, I got to think like that. And then my wife's sitting down there with me. She's just looking at her phone. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this guy's the killer. (laughs) It's just going (laughs) like that. But then by halfway, I'm like, I don't think this guy's the killer. So Yeah, but didn't they, like, um, I think it was in one of the last episodes when you're finally convinced that he's not. They threw in one more scene of him, like, talking to his closet or whatever. And you're like, God <laughs> damn it. He might be the fucking killer. Yeah, I think the gorilla guy's like, so uh, what's in your closet? And he's like, let's just talk outside. And it's like, dude, why are you so defenseful? Of that goddamn closet. <laughs> yep, and then it turns out to be just a regular black cat. An actual which is, black cat. Which is, I like it, because it's like, yes, we were all kind of right, but it wasn't the black cat, you know? So, I yeah. don't know. I, I I like it. It's a very quirky, it's a very, like, the, the, they're the little details of this anime were thought out, and I appreciate that. Right, absolutely. So, um... Yeah, and it, like I said, to me, it didn't gain steam till like episode 9 or 10, which is near the end, but of course, that's when all the pieces are coming together. That's when it's starting to come together that basically the manager of the, the those idle cats and all that stuff are basically trying to hide the fact that um, one of their stars was killed. Uh, the black cat that is, you know, missing and all that stuff was killed, and it happened to be from someone else, but they're like, well, we can't let this go because we're about to sell our big CD, our big release, so we got to hide the body, and that connects with these, you know, uh, gangster guys and all that stuff, and that gets involved with it. So 
I, I, I totally followed the story by the end, and they put it all together. It's so well done. I feel like I'm running into this, like, uh, you will understand it now. It's like the end of Code Geass, and I haven't yeah. even seen Code Geass. <laughs> like, this is, like, I did not enjoy the story that much or the whole, you know, like, watching the experience. And then by the end, I'm like, this was really good. This was a really well yeah. put together <laughs> ending, but I really don't think I'll ever watch this again. I don't That's I don't too- think I would... That's you so know? funny. So if you've listened to every episode, or you listened to the last episode at least, we had a question from a Reddit user that said, what's an anime that you consider quality but you'll never rewatch?" <laughs> yeah. Boys and girls, I think we found it. Yeah, essentially. And you were like Code Geass for you. You like I. It's basically almost like a 10 out of 10 ending, but you don't want to go through that again. And me, it's like, this was a really good ending and it like ended on a kind of cliffhanger like oh what's gonna happen of course they're gonna have a movie for this um but it's like damn yeah i i was giving it shit the whole way through but they they came away with a closer but uh i'm not watching it again so i don't know what to do with my rating that's i really don't you know we don't have to get on we'll let you sit on your rating a little bit more because i do want to ask a couple i I at least got one more question that i can think of right now because i'll admit like Odd Taxi is a tough anime for me to recall because you're right. Like there are so many little details and it's like, as you're watching it, you can see the puzzle pieces fit together, but it's like, after that you've lost the puzzle box and you do not remember what the picture is. And I was watching the dub and and it's like, even listening from a distance, if I wasn't fully watching the show, I, I tried to follow. I really did. Oh, I <laughs> know. So. I believe you. So I know you weren't a super fan of, of the like animal character designs, but I am besides Angry Catboy. Were there any characters or character designs that you particularly liked or particularly didn't like? Either just the looks of them or the character themselves. I love the corrupt cops. Uh, the okay, brothers. Yep. They they kind of remind me. I know it doesn't look like them at all, but I thought of Snoopy with the kind of like droopy eyes and the, and the black ears with the white. I liked the cops. I dig uh, it. And then um, I like the I like the um. The, like I don't want to. I guess this is kind of mean, but the stupider brother of the two <laughs> with the glasses. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just kind of numb, but he like he wants to do good, and it's like, oh man, I appreciate you. Uh, I I will say the character design that I really liked and all that stuff was actually for a while before he started talking was Yano, which is the head gangster who before raps and everything. Started he does. talking. I was I was waiting because yeah. if you didn't bring him up, I was going to. Quite possibly yeah. the most annoying character in anime, or like at least in the top ten. I'm I'm just saying we are pretty much driving my wife to never watch anime because she decided oh, no. to pop down when he pops up and starts rapping when he first bumps into I believe Otakawa, I think, and the beat starts going and that first time I'm like oh oh this man got flow so I thought he was just like a, a side character that was just walking down the street that they were gonna give him a little something and then that was it so I was like oh that was that was tight I like that all of a sudden you find out he's gonna be really heavily involved in the ending of the story because he's one of the mob bosses and he was involved with hiding the body so he is saying everything with a rhyme and he's basically just keeps going with the flow. Beats are going every time. And by like the five minute mark, I'm looking at her and she's like, you like this type of shit? I'm like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm completely done now. I said, I'm so sorry. This is, and she's like, so Earthworm picked this? I'm like, yeah, he picked this. And he's, he's getting his, uh, he's getting all of it for me now. Cause this is, this is bad. I did not like the rapping. 
So. Yeah, he's uh, he's no Kong Ming. Let's put it that way. No, and I, I actually, dude, I told her about Kong Ming and what they did with it. Like he doesn't rap all the time, but he finally stepped up to rap, and it was great. This is like every sentence is a rap, and it's too much. It's that and too much. I think he was supposed to be like a not very good rapper. It was supposed to be like <laughs> he, he's mediocre at best, but he's a mob boss, so nobody's gonna tell him he sucks. Yeah, and then when he, at the end when he gets scammed and he actually stops rapping because he's mad and and his henchman is like, dude, you stop rapping. I did get a chuckle because finally he's being serious, and that was kind of like Tarantino esque, where it's like they they get out of their like character they are and they finally snap. But that was about it. Other than that, I I like his design because I think he's a porcupine. Yeah, something like that. Other than that, I hate the character, like the design, and um. But I also like the fox guy, the uh, evil manager, because he's he looks like a big... Uh, I don't know if he's a dog or a fox. He looks like a, a giant Shiba Inu, is what he looks it, like to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the designs were fine. I didn't like the gorilla, and I don't like Dobu. I hate baboons and gorilla-looking characters. I don't know. Oh. It just looked weird. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I know. I'm sure you like him. Um, yeah, I thought Dobu was one of the coolest character designs. It's because he had a purple jacket. Don't lie to me. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt. But I like baboons. Yeah. I think they're <laughs> give him a green jacket, and you'd be like, ah, he's all right. Gold jacket, so, green jacket. Who gives a who shit? Who gives a shit? <laughs> Can I tell you who I think my favorite character design is though? And he's such a minor character that it's hilarious. But um, it's like the. I don't think he's a hippo, but it's whatever the yakuza boss is that's always in the fucking public bath. With the, oh, he's uh, a, he's a taper. He called him a, tape, a japer yeah, or a taper. Tapar, yes. Okay, that's what it was. Um, <laughs> yes, I love him, dude. The big tattoos, like the fucking traditional Japanese tattoos on his fucking biceps and whatever. And he's just always chilling there in the towel. I don't know. There was something about him that was uh, borderline magical for me. Yeah, um, I'm not going to lie. People are going to hate it, but I don't like Arakawa's look, in my opinion. Um, Honestly, he's the, not my favorite the character sh- design. Yeah, I mean... And what's really, I know he's supposed to have a serious face all the time, but even when he's like nervous and he's saying, no, I'm scared to death right now, he, they didn't project it through any animation except adding sweat to him. Uh, so I'm not saying that's like the fault of anyone's. I just saying I didn't feel like the, the, the look as well as his reactions didn't really go with some of the environments he was in. But, you know, that's once again nitpicking. So Understandable. Are there any other character designs that stuck out to you? Uh, I also like the guy. I think he was just a dog, but the one who won the million dollar jackpot. Uh, he's got uh, he's a black with white hair, and he's yeah, got, like, he a was jacket the, on the idol groups like number one fan or whatever, right? Yeah, I I do like him. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of like the animal, but if I got to pick character designs, I really did like them. I don't like the the wild boar guy who was a part of the podcast. I wasn't a big fan of him. Oh yeah, so yep. all these you know, different characters. So it's funny because like at you're. As the show's going on, like, I don't like the two radio host guys, but, like, then as you get deeper into it and you start to get more of them and you start to see their connections with everybody else, I don't know what it was, but I honestly got very invested in their storylines. And personally, really? they're some of my favorite storylines in Odd Taxi because I, it's something about just, like, the human nature and maybe it reminds me of, like, me and you because again it's two best friends well we are living a podcast life yeah yeah it's like they're they're definitely radio and they're they're higher up than we will probably ever be but it's kind of it's a neat parallel to like what what fame can do to you and it's like some people want to do like want their artistic integrity and other people are like well 
can we just do, you know, we don't have to be like exactly that. We can change with the times. And I don't know. I was just very invested in how they continued to grow. They went from some of my least favorite characters to some of my most favorite. Right. So, yeah, that, um, but uh, we'll get off of characters for now. Uh, another thing I wanted to ask you about, because uh, this is one of my favorite parts about this anime. And you kind of, like, we we slightly touched on it, but um, how did you feel about the music? Because um, I know, like, the OP for me is an absolute bop. And, like, when fucking Nambu was rapping, his raps did suck. But the fucking beats behind it, I did appreciate. And if there were a few times where I could, like, tune out his raps and just listen to the beat... And that was really good. So, like, just overall, how did you feel about the music in this anime? Oh, yeah. See, I didn't even ask you about that, about my anime for you, because uh, I didn't think about it. But, yeah, when it comes to Odd Taxi, I like the opening. Uh, I listened to it, like, four times or five times out of the 13, which is pretty good for me, because I like to skip through it, get to the anime. But I did vibe with it sometimes. I'm chilling in my basement, you know. Um, and the ending song wasn't bad either. When it comes to the individual, like uh, going on in the film with like like you just said, Yamu's raps, I I can't lie to you. His voice was so unbearably loud, and it was just so annoying. I couldn't tone it out to hear the beat. Um, I feel <laughs> like the first time around when he showed up, and I said, "Ooh, he's got flow," and then I heard the beat in the background. It fit, but once I started hearing him more and more, and I saw the character, it's like I couldn't get the the hatefulness of him rapping out of my head to think about the beat. I was just so mad. It's like, <laughs> it's like you just get off the a, screen. Have you ever been at a party where like there's a guy who starts freestyling and for the first five minutes, it's cool. And then after 20 minutes, dude, you're like, dude, dude, shut the fuck up. Like that's okay. happened to me. And I like the dude. I, I'm I not going to say his tangent. name, but yeah, I like the dude. But like after a half an hour of sitting in your car, smoking weed and listening to a dude fucking freestyle. Wait, is it the same guy I'm going to think of? Probably the football same with us? Uh, no, I don't think I oh. don't think this guy ever played football with us. Um, it was actually one time when we were all partying down at your mom's place uh, after like a, somebody had a wedding or something and he just happened to be part of like that. Either way, the guy, <laughs> we, we all hung out in my car for way too long and listened to this guy freestyle. And at some point, it's just like, my dude, well done. Can we do something else now? <laughs> well, that's uh, that, I, I, don't, I don't mean to change it up, but I, I, I have a side story because I've had that happen. I was sitting there on Xbox with my, uh, my buddy oh, Devin. I would, which no, I, I was there with you, too, during oh, this. I forgot were, about yeah. this. And I won't say his name either just to save him the shame because I'm him, not going to lie. But... He was bad. He was so bad. He just yeah. said, hey, guys, do you mind if I freestyle for you a bit? And, like, before we could even say, uh, sure, he just started going and going and going. And then he was like, what do you all think? And, like, no one wanted to respond. But I, I had to say, like, yeah, it's, you know, it's all right, you know. And then he's like, I got another one. And he just kept going. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. It's like, I, I don't want to tell him, stop. Because it's bad. <laughs> so... Matt, I'll tell you exactly what I did. I put my mic on mute and I took it off my ear and set it down <laughs> and then picked it up like 20 minutes later to check in. Yeah, unfortunately, I kept my headset and I turned it down, but I just I just dealt with it until it stopped. And uh, yeah, so if you guys or anyone listening likes to just give out freestyles, it's like make sure that they're going to be okay with it. If, if it looks like they're not reacting well, maybe they want you to stop, but they're going to be too nice to tell you that. So. Yeah, no, honestly, like I'm sorry. Uh, yes, chase your dreams, but uh, your friends do not want to hear you freestyle. 
Like, they just don't. Like, even if I was friends with Eminem, at some point, I'd be like, all right, dude, can we call Domino's now? I'm hungry as fuck. Like, can we do something, or are you just going to do this all day? Yeah, so. so I'm sorry. Like, wait, show them the demo, but keep your freestyles to yourself. I'm sorry. So, yeah, uh, moral of the story is Yamu definitely ruined the show for me. <laughs> yeah, dude, he, um, I have heard Yano. a lot of people. Yano, um, I don't, I think I might have called him Ambu earlier, which is funny thinking about him yeah. as a Black Ops member. <laughs> but no, yeah, there's even... people in the comments saying, like, is this guy going to rap every sentence? And sure as shit, yes, he sure did. Sure as shit, he so. is. Yeah, like, people who love this show, uh, other podcasters have, have said, like, I love everything about this show, except this porcupine rapping asshole. <laughs> so I don't blame you there. Like I was able to get over it, but yes, if it would have, if he would have been an episode earlier, I might not have. Mm, right, exactly. Hell yeah. Um, damn, I'm trying to think of more like things. I guess. Um, so let's kind of. Talk I can tell about you how the... the murder happened if you want. Yeah, I was gonna say let's talk about the ending, um, the kind of big climax, and then give me your thoughts on it. But real quick, I want because you've watched it more recently, kind of give me a quick um, cliff notes of the events. Okay, I'm going to do the best that I can, because even though I just watched it not too I get long you. ago, I, I tried to piece it together. So basically, from what I'm gathering is, Otakawa was bringing the actual first like head lady or the first singer of the Idol Girls, like the original Black Cat. I'll call her Black yep. Cat, because yep. I don't know her name. Um, dropped her off at like the studio or whatever that she always meets, and you get to meet this other uh, Idol character. She's like a white cat, and... She had the plan. She wants to be the number one out of the group because she she wants to be famous, get all there. So she came up with a plan of I'm going to kill this woman if she doesn't step down. When she gets there, she finds the black cat has already been essentially strangled. And at the same time, the manager walks in, the one that I said is a little bit shady, and decides we're going to cover this up and we're just going to get someone else to replace the black cat and get a new face. And we're going to put you at the front and we'll just act like nothing happened. Um, so in the middle of all this, after they dumped the body, they called, of course, the mob guy, our favorite little porcupine and his, his, uh, thugs and basically hid the body. And what happened was they found out that Otakawa had basically given her a ride just before that. So, you know, you leave any witnesses, he's got his camera, his dash cam. Uh, and I think, I think if I remember correctly, Dobu, the chimpanzee was essentially supposed to obtain it or something like that. And things got where, like, he double-crossed the mob or whatever because he had his own, like, the police was under his wing and all that stuff, and he was trying to, like, do his own shady deals. It's kind of like double-crossing type of shit going on, and Otakawa got got caught in between it. Yep. And Otakawa can tell that the new black black cat girl is not the original black cat girl. So it's just all that, and it's come spiraling down. And to where, like, this plan of, like, okay, Dobu and Otakawa are going to rob the porcupine guy because they are taking money from the kid that was winning up whatever 100 million yen or whatever it was. And in the middle of all this, basically, things go to shit because the guy that wants to kill Otakawa is the angry cat person uh, because he lost his uh, precious dodo bird from his video game. And in the middle of that, when shit goes wrong, he accidentally shoots, shoots do, Dobu. Uh, the mob people chase Otakawa throughout the city, and Otakawa basically drives off a bridge. And in the middle of that driving scene, that's where you kind of get flashbacks of his childhood and what had happened and basically the accident that caused his head to get injured. And he basically decided that everyone was animals at that point. And uh, 
when he woke up, everyone was human, and basically all the thugs were caught. But the one thing remained, who killed the black cat? And it turns out the new black cat girl had gone in there and strangled her <laughs> and essentially wanted to become number one and, and, and get all the way to the top. And, um, yeah, she realized by the end that Otakawa is the last remaining piece of the puzzle. So the last scene was her getting in the back of his taxi smiling. And we all know what's going to happen. Is she going to kill him right there? Is it going to keep going? But Otakawa doesn't even know. So, uh, yeah. That's right, yeah, because he can't see people as animals anymore, so he can't recognize nope. her. Me- okay, yes, because I forgot until you started talking that it was the other black cat who committed And that was murder. a very runaround quick answer because obviously if people are listening and they've watched this, they probably know what I'm roughly saying, but yeah, that's the gist of it. Yeah, no, so how did you feel about all this? Because it sounds like this is kind of where it turned around for you, but um, I guess how did you feel about this and then get into your well, final thoughts and ratings? Yeah, I sped it up a little bit, and I think that's what I kind of wanted because with a 13-episode anime, I think it took too long to get to where it needed to be. Um, maybe because they thought they were really forming up the connections like the podcast guys and whatnot. But see, the podcast guys really have no connection to this whole story plot. That's where it's like you kind of wasted it there. Yeah, see, the one guy a- is dating the one idol girl. So they're kind of like yeah, tangentially connected, but, but yes. he has nothing to do with it. Uh, they they have the the monkey guy that's friends with Otakawa that's also dating the other idol girl, and you find out she's just like uh, catfishing him or something like that. Don't remember why. I think it was because they were trying to hold it's, him. That's for how ransom. the mob makes money. They they fucking yeah. get people to they get rich people to go on dates with these girls and then mug them after they break a bunch of but money they, or like they a, find an engagement out, ring. They found out that the monkey guy was broke. He doesn't have any money. So I was just surprised that they went and thought that he was actually rich. But maybe that's because they just didn't know. Um, either way, it just took a long time to get there. But yeah, so when we got to the ending of the story and everything's coming together and basically the plans are formulating and you get to get that closure of Otakawa, I, I liked it. I re- like it. The last three episodes from 10 to 13... Everything was really crisp. You had the ground plans laid out with Dobu and Otakawa trying to steal back from the mob guys that are trying to fuck over this kid that's won the lottery. And basically, the whole time, you think Otakawa is like making goods with everyone, but he's still in his mind going, I am going to turn you all in. I am I am not a bad person. I don't want any of the money. It's all supposed to go, you know, I'm not going to do any of this. All I need you to do is pay my cab fare. And when this is all done, you don't know it, but you're all going to jail. <laughs> so <laughs> I respected that. I, I really did uh, respect that he stuck to his guns and he was playing the cards very well, saying, I'll go along with the plan. But really, you know, he was uh, formulating his own plan. I like that. And I like the ending of it where you find out who actually killed, you know, the, the high schooler. My problem with that was, is like you said, you thought it ended perfectly where me, I do want to know what happens because like now we're getting to the juicy part of like there's the killer right now in Otakawa's taxi. He doesn't know who she is because he disassociated and thought everyone was animals. And she thinks you're the last person that really saw me. I have to kill you. But she doesn't realize he doesn't know. <laughs> so it's yeah, kind of I mean, like what's gonna happen, and and you know we talk about the podcast guys. Okay, well now this is your chance to fully flesh out the rest of these characters that really had a, just a, an ending 
to the sh- the show. You know, they didn't really flush out too much. So you're the person that the movie was made for, because what I'm told is the movie re kind of reimagines or retells a couple things from the series, and then gives you um what happens with like what happens in the cab or whatever with the the black. Well, oh, cat really? And That's so. It's only gonna be like the last ten minutes. It's gonna be. It's not gonna be a whole thing on like a on the story. I don't think it. No, I don't. I don't know what the breakup is going to be, but from what I'm told, it's it's going to be some parts are going to be retellings of the parts in the anime, maybe just like to give you a different perspective. Um, but I I do believe that huh. it's supposed to give more context on what that final scene was. Well, see, that's why I mean it, it's this isn't a, a show that I'm like oddly pursuing. Like I just said, I really liked the ending and I liked how they did end it, but it's like. It's like the Code Geass. I don't know if I want to watch it again. So if it's a reimagining in a movie, I don't want to waste my time. But if it was like continuing where we left off and like giving it more flushed out or something like that, then I would totally probably check it out. Kind of just like Neon, uh, yeah, Neon Genesis and all that stuff. I watched the movie after and I enjoyed the movie thoroughly. So that's what we could be here. Um, but I don't yeah. know. I'd say do some research if you are interested, because I think it's it's probably like a half and half split. But find out, because um, I, I, I am pretty sure that the OVA or the movie or whatever it is does. I'm clicking on it now. Yeah, yeah. Find out, because uh, I think I'm right. But either way, right. so what did you think of the ending? Did you like how it just left it open-ended? Like, because you're probably thinking, all right, she's going to kill him right there or or whatever. Because or... technically it didn't it didn't close everything. There's still a, you know, a serial killer. Not a serial killer, but a killer out there. So Yeah, I thought it was pretty appropriate for the anime that we watched. I mean, it was, it was telling a story, and it was like all these crazy loose ends, and it tied them all together. And then it's like, oops, we forgot one. And it, I don't know. I kind of liked that. And I liked the kind of how, how the audience has to judge for themselves whether or not Odakawa died, whether or not, you know, what, what happened there. Um, and I also, I don't think I quite read into it as much as everybody else did. I don't think that final, final scene impacted me like everybody else did. Probably because I was still kind of reeling from from the climax of the story that was told. But right. yeah, I, I didn't have any problems with the ending. I thought it was really, really well executed. Yeah, on here it says Odd Taxi Movie in the Woods, and it, it doesn't have a release date. Air, oh, it did. It aired April 1st, 2022. Yes, sir. And it's a two-hour and eight minutes, so I don't know where they put it, but it didn't get a good score. I'll tell you that. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, I was wondering why I hadn't heard anybody talk about it since release. It only has a couple members. Like People haven't known about only 35,000 compared to 330, for the, so maybe it's just not really out there or available. But it says, film which reconstructs, in parentheses, the Odd Taxi TV anime and also depicts what happens after the TV anime's finale. So how much of that TV's anime finale is it? That's going to play into a big factor how far I want to pursue this. If it's like, oh, 45 minutes, 40 minutes out of the two hour, 30 minutes even, maybe. But if it's only like the five minutes, like literally the ending and that's it, I, I don't need to waste my time. Yeah, at that point, so. you could literally just skip to the last 10 minutes of the anime and yeah, just watch it or look it up. Um, I feel that. Okay, cool. Cool. So I guess for you, final thoughts and ratings, what... Uh, what did you, I mean, you've given a lot of your final thoughts, but uh, if you have anything else to say, but what what did you rate Odd Taxi at the end of the day is what we're here for. 
Well, I can't say it enough. I, I'm not going to blame. I like people that want to hype things up. I try not to do it too much. We've learned uh, with each other. Sometimes if you keep on going and going and then it doesn't live up to your expectations, I'll say this is a little too much overhyped for me. Um, coming from someone that's watched Quentin Tarantino, Martin Scorsese, which they also talk a lot about saying this is a lot like all these well-known almost mob type of thriller dialogue type shows and I've watched them over and over again to tell me that I came into this with very high expectations and I felt like I was let down considerably and then the ending was great so it's kind of it's kind of weird um I don't know what to do with it because the show was put together perfectly by the end and the cliffhanger though to it makes sense. I kind of wanted, after all that going through and kind of persevering through some of it, I wanted a closure. But I also respect what it did uh, because of this kind of mystery thriller. Um, but also, yeah, there's a lot negative for me. I, I'm not a big fan of the animation. I'm not a big fan of the, the 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 animals. I'm like probably one of the only ones, apparently. I don't know. I didn't like the dub as much as I should because I just felt like the dialogue did not remind me of Tarantino very much. It, it, uh, but other than that, the story and some of the characters are, the, are what kept this alive. So I think it deserves its respect. I don't know if this rating makes any sense because I think this is a perfect ending of an anime, but also altogether would I watch it again? No. no. So I'm going to give it a seven. I think it's good. I think it's a very good, solid show, but it is not you know, a nine, 10 worthy, in my opinion, it's, it's lacking in some parts for me. Uh, but it, it's got a lot going for it. I'll say that. So I feel that I feel that I gave it an eight for myself. Cause like I had a really yeah. good time and I enjoyed the mystery, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I tried, I hope I didn't overhype it to anybody. Cause I, I tried to be honest and be like, it wasn't like the most amazing piece of storytelling I've ever seen. It was just one of the most solid pieces of storytelling I've ever seen. Like you said, how everything wraps up at the end. Yeah. Even if you didn't like every part, I think we can all appreciate how, how the thread was tied. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm still going to recommend uh, to some people. I, I more of like, if I know who you are, I'm going to talk to you. I'll know who to like recommend it to who not to. Cause I can see someone liking this. Um, True. So yeah, we uh, both let off with sevens. For our uh, our Mal. Not our worst day at the office. Not our worst forced recommendation. Not for a last minute. And like I said, 13 episodes both ways. We got it done. I mean, they're both seasonals from last year. We did a good job. Yeah, yeah, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. And um, I'm glad because it's Megalobox for me was one of those ones that's like, I don't know if, when or if I would have gotten to it <laughs> on my own accord. So it's nice to have that under I my I knew belt. it was time. I wanted you to do it. I was like, he has to at least experience it. And that's kind of how I felt about Odd Taxi with you. It's like, the only way I'm going to get him to watch it now is if I start hyping it up again, and that's probably not a good idea. So let's just force him to watch it, and it's been a quiet, <laughs> it's been a quiet few months, about a year. Act- Damn, it's been over a year since Odd Taxi released. Holy fuck. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's been over a year. Let's see how he feels about it now. Alrighty. Alright, well, uh, please let us know, listeners, um, how you felt about either of these shows, and again... If uh, you haven't watched them and and you didn't get a chance to listen to this episode until a couple weeks later, we do apologize, but hopefully you came back and are able to hear this now. But all our social links are in the show notes. Just scroll on down. we got a Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, Hit us up at any of those if you want to continue the conversation here. 
Uh, if you really, really enjoyed the content and want to help us grow the podcast, um, for a dollar a month, you can get in uh, and support the Patreon at patreon.com slash Anime Brothers Podcast. You get in, uh, you get early access to extra episodes. We actually have one sitting out in the ether right now for patrons only, which mm-hmm. we'll probably be releasing to the general public at some point. But if you want to make sure, you can listen to that like right now after this this episode. Go join the Patreon. Uh other than that, one last thing, if you heard earlier in the episode, but we are trying to get to 100 Spotify ratings by March, so please help us out with that if you are a Spotify listener. But even if you're not a Spotify listener, whether it be Apple Podcast or any other podcast platform, uh, please subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode, and give us a rating and a review if you are allowed. I'm going to stop talking now because uh, i got to <laughs> open a window and crank a fan because it's, uh, it's the dog days of summer, y'all. You didn't know. Yep, now it, you know. It is it is time to crank the AC, but the anime brothers are gonna peace out. We will see you guys for the next episode. Love y'all. Peace. Peace.